0: I'm a little selfish in my personal space. Call it greedy, but I really like the extra room. Over anybody trying to feed off my plate. I don't share and I don't care if you expect me to. I do not need a king I like it how I like it And I like it how I do Seems like everybody's feeling when they gotta have somebody My equation's me plus me instead of me plus you I don't need a wait, Cause I'm too far on my own I don't need a sing, No, I, I, I Ain't thinkin' about a wingman. This is Tristop Minipod for a Thursday night, September the 30th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. And yes, I have used that song already once this week, but I like it, so I, I, I wanted something kind of, you know, upbeat. I always like the upbeat stuff to start the show and then, you know, maybe sometimes go out with something a little bit more mellow. But uh, I like that song, I, <laughs> so bear with me if uh, if you recognize it and you you're not really that crazy about it. It's um, by uh, some group, I guess, called Boys World. It's called Wingman. I don't know. I just um, have no idea who that is, but I like the song. Well, thanks for joining me for another episode of Minipod, or I guess I should say tuning in, Yeah, not actually joining me because we're not going to be at this at the same time, right? Since this is a recorded version of Tristalk Minipod. Anyway, all right, boys, world, let's just cool it down a little bit. Um, Well, this is the... This is it. It's the last day of September. We finally made it to the thirtieth. In fact, uh, in about twenty minutes, it's going to officially be October the first. It's that time of year when we we used to go to fall festivals in our local communities, or on a Friday night, you know, you go to those high school football games, or on saturdays you go to the college football games i mean it's i don't know what it is about fall i guess because it's and and in many places it starts getting cooler which especially in the evening sometimes you know it gets cold at night even here uh in the south and um but it just it's it it makes you want to do those things that you just really don't enjoy doing in the summertime but um it's also that time of year when you know we go to um, fall festivals in our local communities um we have a, a little festival in, on the square here on the little town uh marietta that's not too far from here uh, and they have them in a, a bunch of little towns, especially in Georgia. That seems to be a big thing here. Now, maybe it is in other states too. I don't remember it so much when I grew up in Texas. Uh, even when I was uh, an adult in Texas, I just I don't remember the uh, the number of festivals and things that people had in their little communities, especially these older towns. You know where they have old buildings and and gathering places and especially squares. For some reason, squares seems to draw people and art festivals or just music festivals, all kinds of stuff. But this is the time of the year when that really seems to peak. Um, and actually, let's see, I've got something I have to key in here. So I'll see if I can babble while I'm trying to do that. So it'll work out to be the same (laughs) yes it's that time of year when some communities celebrate oktoberfest you know that festival which for 30 days gives people an, an incentive or an excuse if you will to drink too much but sing and dance while they're doing it um we've got a place, uh, a little town here in Georgia. Uh, it's, it's kind of, kind of the foothills of the mountains. It's kind of in, in the little, well, it's the foothills, but yet it is up in the mountain a little bit. It's called Helen, Georgia, and they have, uh, it's, the town was built to resemble an alpine village. And I remember when I first moved to Georgia years ago, that was one of the things that we went to, uh, uh, my, my dad wanted me to see, he said, you got to see this little town. It's just like a, you know, a, a place you might see in Switzerland, which I wouldn't know. Cause I've never been to Switzerland, but sure enough, when we went up there, that's, that's what it resembled. And, uh, this time of the year, they celebrate Oktoberfest like crazy with lots of drinking and lots of festivals. And it's kind of a neat thing. I haven't been up there in years. Uh, But I'm sure it's still going on, and hopefully this year it'll be uh, almost back to normal celebration uh, where people get out there and do the things they like to do at these festivals. But yeah, Helen is is a neat little town. So that's why I keyed in the polka. But um, it's also that time of year when people like to take weekend trips up to the mountains, especially if you live in the east. Uh, maybe, you know, in, in the Midwest too, maybe, but, uh, in the East, it's such a, I mean, it's actually a r- ritual out here, uh, probably in new England as well, but here in Georgia, uh, it's a big thing, uh, to go up into the mountains, uh, in October when the leaves start changing, it's a little early cause it hasn't been cool enough yet, but, uh, they will before long be going up there. In fact, you can't even get a hotel room in decent places, uh, along about mid, mid, mid to late October, uh, around here. You've got to book, sometimes you've got to book six, eight months, even a year in advance. If you want to go up and spend a weekend, uh, just to watch the leaves turn. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's how, how, um, easily entertained we are here in Georgia but um and people also i've and and i like to do this as well you know i haven't camped in a number of years as either but i like to camp this time of year if i'm going to go camping just because uh the nights are cool i sleep better it's not cold enough to freeze you know like uh, uh well i won't go into that story tonight but It also keeps down on the snakes and the bugs because, you know, once it starts getting cool, once it gets down in the uh, low 60s or 50s, snakes just don't get around as much. Um, And also uh, the bugs, it cuts down on the bug population. So you don't have those pesky things to deal with when you go camping. And you can sit around the campfire and you can uh, roast marshmallows or make s'mores if, if you're talented enough to do that manage the marshmallow and the chocolate and all that without getting it all over yourself but it's just a great time of year i mean historically fall is 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 a time of the year in this country uh that we all enjoy or most of us enjoy because we know it's about ushering in the best celebration times of the year that being thanksgiving and christmas of course uh you can throw in halloween in there too because as i talked about last night halloween's a big deal a lot bigger than i thought it was i mean i've always seen a lot of you know costumes and and the parties and and people dressing up and so forth and and some some neighbors spend lots of money on uh, decorating their yards i saw a yard while i was out driving the other day that probably had you know i'd say at least a couple of thousand dollars worth of decorations in the front yard and these weren't the mechanical things that which you know drive that cost up you know quite a bit they these were just you know pumpkins and and plywood things of decorations but they had them it was a corner lot so they had them (laughs) it's hit Almost wrapped the house. It was uh, so much stuff. But you know, there's another good thing about it being October. Uh, Not that I'm a big person about wanting uh, time to pass quickly. But now that it's October, let's say almost, there's one other thing that's going to be a benefit from it turning into October and that is, we only have three more months until the first year of Biden madness is over. I have to say, this is one of the longest years that I I can remember in 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 many a year of my adult life, and uh, just dealing with this crap we've been dealing with since he became president back. In January, but of course, uh, you know that doesn't mean it's going to stop just because we hit the end of the year. Uh, this madness is going to continue into next year, right up to the midterm elections. And so, you know, we've as as Republicans and conservatives, we've got to get out there and help our candidates get elected. I don't mean we have to go campaigning for them. I don't. I don't mean we have to make calls, but You know, check in with your uh, local Republican uh, office. Um, Most counties do have one. And, and, you know, if you've got some time to spare, see if there's ways that you can help them, uh, you know, get your candidate's uh, voice heard. Just whatever volunteer work you can do to make next year a banner year for conservatives. And let's, let's put a, a nail in this thing before, um, you know, cause if we don't stop it in, in next November, then we're going to have to, you know, he'll have four years that he can just run rampant. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's unlikely that we will get out of that unscathed. I mean, we're already hurting. I mean, can you imagine? Well, I shudder to think. 4 years of Biden and the Democrats controlling the country. So we need to do whatever we need to do to get that done. And, you know, support you know, get your help get your candidate reelected or, you know, you know how I feel about uh cleaning house there. That's uh, maybe there's a new candidate up and coming like we have Herschel Walker here in Georgia, which uh, right now I have no reason not to think that I'll support him. I've got to look at some of the things that he's uh, proposing and some of the things that he supports. But um, uh, right now he's looking pretty good, especially running against Raphael Warnock here in Georgia. Um, this is going to, this, this brings me to my one and only subject for tonight. And that's the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. Uh, now they've already passed their $1.5 trillion bill, but will I say they passed it? The, the Senate's passed it and, um, now it's gone back to the house. Uh, but there's a lot of progressives in, in the House uh, um, that saying they're not going to vote for the $1.5 trillion package, infrastructure package, if they can't get the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill through as well, which is very risky. At this point in time, thank God for Joe Manchin and uh, Kristen Cinema out there in Arizona, and I'm beginning to like Joe Manchin. Now maybe I'm just liking him right now because he's he's helping us hold the line on on this insanity. Um, he's still a Democrat, but at least from some of the things he said lately in his problems with this $3.5 trillion bill are things that I value as well. So I may talk about those in a minute when I get into some of these, some of these bills, uh, some of these, uh, uh, different issues that are in the bill, but you know, for a bill as large as this one, which I, I think I said last night, it was three, uh, 3,500 pages. I believe it is it's either 25 or 35. And I'm, I'm, Apologize, I forgot to look today and see which one it was. But it's amazing how few details we've been able to find out about what's contained in this bill. And one can only imagine that it, it must be another one of those bills that, uh, like the Obamacare thing, fiasco from uh, 2010, was it? 2009, 2010, that has to be passed in order to find out what's in it. That's what Nancy Pelosi was uh, said at that time. Uh, we're going to have to pass the bill so we can see what's in it. Uh, that's really, well, that's like paying paying your bill at the restaurant without knowing what you ordered or seeing if you're getting the right bill. Take it on faith. No, not not with these people, not even with the Republicans. I wouldn't take it on faith. But as I hinted last night, there are some crazy stupid things in this bill that makes no sense whatsoever. I you know these people are supposed to be semi-intelligent that get elected to represent us in Washington D.C. Now, we we know from years and years and years of getting very little done except, you know, some token things every now and then things that they just find ways to get, get past for whatever reason. But, um, however, you know, we got Nancy, we've got Bernie and we got Chucky and they're all pushing this thing. Like it's going to be the silver bullet that cures all the ills in this country. And, and they, they, both of them said, "I believe today, I know I heard Nancy say it, i think I think Chuck has said it as well that that these bills will transform America now that's what they're saying they're not they're not hiding the fact that they're trying to transform America, now, isn't that amazing when Trump was trying to make America great for his four years." That was just ridiculous. That was taboo. But because it's the Democrats, they think they can remake America or transform America, and that's going to be okay And with, with the majority of us, and that's going to make this country better. Isn't that amazing? But it's basically a load of horse crap, and they know it. They know that it's not going to make things better. I I have to assume just because of all the craziness that this bill, this three point five trillion dollar bill presents, and and if it's passed, would just it it will transform America, absolutely transform America. But it's not going to transform it into anything that the majority of us are going to like. So I found an article, you know, I've been looking for days trying to find different things and very few people are talking about, you can hear it on the talk shows. Uh, You know, Sean Hannity will talk about it. Tucker Carlson talks about it. Um, uh, (laughs) What what I want to say here, Mark Levin, (laughs) I've got the book sitting on my desk, but I couldn't see it. Mark Levin talks about some of the things that are in this bill and how it's going to hurt America. And the funny thing is, well, if there's anything funny about it all, the funny thing is, you know, Bernie Sanders and and, uh, Nancy Pelosi, and I guess Chuck Schumer as well, they're all telling us that this bill is going to be paid for. That it's not going to cost us a cent. Zero cost. We're going to spend three and a half trillion dollars over the one and a half trillion on the infrastructure bill. And it's not going to cost us a cent. They're going to get it all from you and I, they say the rich, only the rich are going to have to pay for all of these things in this country. Ain't going to happen folks. It never has. It never will. Um, all right. So let me click over here to the article. Let me just, th- you may have heard these. Um, some of them you may not have. I, I know some of these things get discussed on the news quite often. All right. So, yeah, let me scroll past this picture of Jin Saki. I swear, today she was on there running her mouth uh, in a press conference and and running down Republicans because she's being asked about the chances of the bill passing and should they should the Democrats have maybe uh, delayed, you know, presenting this because until they make sure they had enough support and da 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 and you know all she did was blame Republicans for these things not passing even though the republicans went in with them some republicans went in with them on the 1.5 trillion dollar infrastructure bill so you know they don't really talk about the bipartisan support they got on that bill which a lot of republicans support you know spending money on roads roads bridges uh freeway systems whatever of course we know being the federal government they will not spend it wisely there will be lots of pork fat if you will and money will be wasted uh just like california wasted all that money on that uh super uh fast rail system that i believe still hadn't been completed and it was it from oakland to San Francisco, or was it, I don't know, maybe it was, um, I'm not quite sure. It seemed like it was only like, um, I want to say it was 90 miles, 80 miles, something like that. I could be wrong. I just know that I've heard, uh, the stories about it, how much over cost overruns they had on this thing. And it still wasn't completed. And, um, So, you know, they're not very good at spending money because they don't have to earn it. See, that's the problem. That's the problem I have with government is because they're using our money. We elect these people and then they turn around and spend every dime of ours and then they want more. And they tell us that, you know, it's the right thing to do. To pay your fair share. Fair share of what, Nancy Pelosi? What is your fair share? I'll get into that in a minute. Anyway, so, um, oh, okay, here it says, House Democrats have taken President Biden's first term domestic policy priorities and dropped them into one big 2,465-page bill that aims to expand the nation's social social safety net and combat climate change. Now, this is from CBS, so it's probably going to tend to uh, favor, you know, what the Democrats are trying to do with this thing. A 2,465-page bill. Now, I'll say right off the bat, and I've said this number of times, first of all, one of the mistakes I think the founding fathers made was You know, uh, giving these people, giving Congress a loophole, I guess, or whatever, that they shouldn't have put restrictions on how many things could be put into a bill. You know, every, in in my opinion, everything that you want to do in this country that needs to go through uh, the House and the Senate and be voted on should be a singular item. If you want to uh, create a bill for, uh, I I can't think of anything in particular, Uh, say, you know, work on fast, uh, high speed rail systems in the country. All right. I want to say Amtrak. You want to give them, you know, a hundred billion dollars to to upgrade and, you know, work on uh, high speed rail systems in this country, that should be a bill and there shouldn't be anything else in it. If you want to do a bill about, uh, uh, you know, let's say, uh, internet access across the country and you want to, you know, give help poor families, you know, have, uh, give them money to have, make sure they have access to, uh, decent internet service across the country that should be in a bill by itself you should not have you know three or four five hundred things lumped into a twenty four hundred page or twenty five hundred page bill that's insanity because what they do in washington dc is they throw shit in there that wouldn't have any way of passing on its own but they put it in there with something that they know a lot of people want. Now, that is dishonest. And why the American people have allowed our representatives to do that, why we're not up in arms. First of all, nobody's going to read 2,400 pages. Nobody. Now, I, I, I hear uh, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity sometimes talking about, well, they they have a staff, and they give them various sections of these bills to, to read. So not one person has to do the whole thing, but these things should be voted on individually because one crappy thing shouldn't be able to pass. And the only way it could pass is if it was a clinger on to uh, something vital to the American people that we really need and really want, or otherwise has a lot of support. In Congress. So anyway, it, the, the insanity is is the size of this bill, and there's so many things in there, and we as the American public have no idea how many things are in there, and we should know before they vote on that. Somehow or another, the American people should know what these representatives that we elected and sent to Washington, D.C., what they're putting in a bill before they vote on it. So we have an opportunity to communicate with them and tell them, you know, either hell no, or yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you for doing that. But they're not going to share it with us willingly because they know that many Americans would not support a bill that size with all the garbage that's in there, reportedly in there, let's say that. Um, all right, the article go, and did I say who this article was by? I don't know that I did. It's by Melissa Quinn and Catherine Watson. Uh, it was actually posted on the 30th, which now we're past midnight. So that was yesterday. And like I said, this is in uh, cbs.com. All right. Let me, quickly go back to the article because the 3.5 trillion bill is opposed by Republicans Democrats are trying to enact it through a budgetary process called reconciliation solely with Democrat support but this would require a yes vote from every Senate Democrat and two of them Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin say they won't support it unless the price comes down Manchin issued a statement Wednesday night reiterating his desire for a a strategic pause on the legislation, insisting the country shouldn't be spending trillions of dollars right now. Bless his heart. The 10-year Build Back Better Act would fund everything from free community college to expanded Medicare. Here are some of the major items in the bill. Post will be updated as negotiations reconfigure it. What's in the Build Back Better? (laughs) What's in the Build Back Better Act, the BBBA? Okay, two years of free community college. The legislation provides two years of free community college for all students, regardless of family income. Regardless of family income. It is anticipated to cost about 108 billion dollars. The bill would also add 80 billion in funding for Pell grants, which Democrats say hasn't kept pace with increased cost of college. Well, guess what? A lot of economists have said people in Washington that one of the reasons the college costs have risen is because so much of this stuff is subsidized there's so many grants and there's so many uh, scholarships and so forth so many ways that these things are being paid for not by the individuals but by like i said scholarships or grants and so forth so you know that's the colleges look at it like well it's not coming out of the students pocket so you know we can we want to jack that up because we want to get all that government money that we can, right? All right. Childcare and universal pre-K. Oh, let me go back to the oven real quick too. Now it's, it's not mentioned in this and it probably wouldn't be since this is CBS. But I've heard on numerous, from numerous sources, that this two years free community college is also going to be available to what we call illegal aliens. If you want to dress it up a little bit, it could be illegal immigrants, or now they like to call them migrants. But the word illegal... That's what you got to pay attention to. So uh, there are several several reports out that uh, this bill will also allow them to take advantage of that as well. So not only are we going to let them come in our country illegally, stay here illegally, but now we're going to send them to school, college, child care, and universal pre-K. Every family that applies shall be offered child care assistance for children ages zero through five and all the plan allocates roughly 450 billion to lower the cost of child care and provide two years of universal pre-k for three and four years old now this is according to the house education and labor committee the panel estimated that this proposal would keep the cost of child care at or below 7% of most families' incomes. That's interesting. So regardless of income, people are going to be able to get assistance with child care. Well, they're doing such a great job with public education in this country. Let's go ahead and give them a few more years' influence on our children, especially at that vulnerable age of three and four years old. Yeah, let's let them start ingraining these Marxist ideas in their little heads early on, even earlier than they have been able to. All right. Um, you know, uh, okay. I won't get into that tonight. I, I've got, I've got several issues with this childcare thing and I'm somebody that had to struggle with that, uh, many, many years ago with my first child. Uh, there's a story behind that, which I won't go into <laughs> because he and I share a mic, but. For reasons, I had to struggle with that child care issue years ago, and I know what it's like to have to deal with that. Of course, I only had one some people have three, four, five kids you know that they have to have taken care of if they're going to be able to work. so I've had experience struggling with being able to pay the cost of childcare, even years ago. Everything's relative, by the way, you know. So, all right, Medicare expansion. This heavily debated provision would expand Medicare to include coverage of dental, hearing, and vision services. I'm not so much against that to a certain degree. Although, if you have a Medicare supplemental plan today, you can get those other things like dental hearing and vision services. Now they're not as good as 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 a private plan or or a company played played paid plan would be, or subsidized plan, I guess I should say, because not all companies pay all of the cost of of uh medical insurance, but they're not as good as those but they are available if you get a supplemental plan and a lot of those supplemental plans in the last few years are zero cost to the people who take them out. So you got Medicare and you can get a supplemental plan that pays for things that Medicare won't pay for, or they don't pay a lot for. And the supplemental plans for the last, I'd say three years have been free from a lot of providers. So, um, but here again, the stories are that illegal migrants, aliens, immigrants, whatever you want to call them, will also be able to access this particular service as well uh mansion believes the program solvency should be addressed before it is expanded which is a good idea joe cuz they've been talking about uh for several years that medicare was going to go broke in uh 2020 something and uh or maybe about 2030 somewhere in that range so to expand it and take more money out of it at, at a time when uh People aren't sure they're going to be able to maintain it. Doesn't seem like a very smart thing, except they think everything's going to be paid for. Right. All right. Uh, Manchin said we need to stabilize it. By 2026, you understand the trust fund is going to be insolvent. okay? 2026. All right. Uh, Extended child care. I'm sorry. Extended child tax credit. Democrats expanded the child's tax credit for 2021 in their 1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief plan, and now want to extend it through 2025. Under the enhancement, families receive $3,600 per child under age six, and $3,000 per child age 6 to 18 Most families receive monthly payments of either $250 or $300 per child. The full expanded child tax credit is available to individuals making up to 75,000 or a married couple making up to 150,000. While Mr. Biden has touted the tax credit's success in lifting children out of poverty, Manchin thinks Democrats' social spending package should impose work requirements for parents who qualify. Another reason I like Joe Manchin. You want to help the children and the parents that are basically providing for those children, but there's no work requirements whatsoever. There's no education requirements whatsoever for better skill sets. And that's what Manchin told uh, CNN in an interview this month do you think if we're going to help the children that the people should make some effort? Yes. Hell yes. This was an issue several years ago. I'm I'm not sure if it was under George Bush. Um, Could have been under Biden, but not Biden. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Uh, Under Obama. But there, there was controversy over uh, welfare payments that, uh, and it may be, maybe it was passed in some states, but that you're required to to have a job, to get a job at some point. You cannot keep drawing welfare as your income for life and not make an effort to get a job if you're able-bodied and you can do so. So what Manchin's saying here is, you know, you're giving these people this money uh, for expanded child tax credit, but are they going to be working? Say you take a family, uh, and there's many, many families in poverty that uh, are very low income that have four, five, maybe even six kids. There's some people who have more. That's a lot of money somebody could make with the child care uh, tax credit that they're talking about here. It's a lot of money. And again, if you have enough kids, there's not going to be a whole lot of incentive to work unless you're one of those people who, uh, out of self-pride, want to be the one supporting yourself. The House Ways and Means Committee has also endorsed permanent expansion of the earned income tax credit and child Dependent care tax credit. Uh, cut prescription drug prices. This one I might be able to sign in on. Another key provision in the bill is aimed at helping to slash prescription drug prices. Americans on average pay two to three times as much as people in other countries for prescription drugs. And this is according to the White House. Okay, what a reliable source that is. Among other things, the legislation allows Medicare to negotiate drug prices. I've always supported that. I've always thought that's something that should be able to be done. Just like I, I think that uh, insurance companies ought to be able to cross state lines for some reason. And it's probably some kind of payola scheme. But for, for many years... Uh, They do not let insurance companies sell policies across state lines. And that's nuts. That's nuts. Medicare is currently prohibited by law from negotiating for the best deal. Why is that? Uh, Maybe they're worried about corruption. (laughs) You know, they're worried about corruption in the federal government. Are you serious? Which means, you know, Medicare is having to pay more than they probably should should have to pay if they were allowed to negotiate. So on the surface, I'm all for that. I don't have a problem with that. But see, there's a case. That should be a bill by itself. That's important enough. That's an important enough issue. It shouldn't be lumped in a bill that wants to tax people for their freaking uh, dairy cows. To have, you know, over $6,000 per dairy cow per year because the cow methane issues, the cow farts, if you will. Why would these two things be put in the same bill? Well, because you're not going to get the cow fart bill to pass without something like a cut in drug prices. Here's one that makes me scratch my head, paid family and medical leave. For the first time in history, the U.S. would have comprehensive paid leave covering 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. The legislation would replace at least two-thirds of earnings, up to $4,000 per month, while the lowest paid workers would receive 80% of their income. The White House has previously estimated the plan would cost $225 billion over the next 10 years. Okay. Here's, here's my take on that. Not that you probably care. Uh, people are jumping up and down about that, and I understand there are situations where... Uh, you know, medical situations, uh, pregnancy situations. Of course, you know, women have had that right to take that time for years. And I think actually, was it the Family Medical Leave Act or something like that a few years ago, it allows fathers to take off as well. But 12 weeks a year, that's three months. I mean, only, you know, you could possibly only work nine months of the year. How many employers, unless you're some large corporation, maybe like General Motors or, or Ford or some large manufacturing plant. Um, even then they might have a problem, you not being there for three months, but what are they supposed to do? I'm sure this bill, uh, keeps them from being able to replace you while you're out for 12 months. And I understand there's medical situations uh, sometimes where people want to take off to spend time with a dying family member and those kinds of things. And I'm not quite sure how you work that out to be fair. I'm I'm really not sure. Um, but basically what this does is saying, the rest of us that continue working and we're paying taxes, we're actually paying for them to be off for three months. The American people are subsidizing that. They're paying for these people that they want to let have up to 12 months. I mean, 12 months. Yeah, they probably would. 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. And I know there's cases. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure how you handle that, but I have to ask the question: Is it the right thing? I mean, here's here's what here's what Democrats are doing. They're deciding what all the important issues in in, in life are, and they're also deciding they want to be the deciding factor or they want to be the decision makers in our life. Pretty much the majority of the decisions they want to make for us because one that gives them purpose, that gives them power. And it gives them the control of our money and they want us to pay for it. I got to work extra hours and, and money that I could be spending on my family or my situation are actually saving up. So I'd have money if something catastrophic happened in my life. Right? So my problem is making other people work so people can take off, making, taking money from everybody else. It's almost like a commune kind of situation, which communist Marxist. They want to take money from everybody to support everybody's situations in life. And I don't know that that's right. I, I, I don't, I feel like it's not, and it has nothing to do with not wanting to help each other in times of crisis, but we're talking about millions and millions of people. And you know there's people that abuse systems. We've known that. There's people that abuse welfare. There's people that abuse food stamps. Abuse is a human nature thing, and it always occurs when you're giving things away. And I've worked hard for my money all of my life, all of my adult life started long before I was an adult earning some money just so I could have a few things that I wanted minor things and never really given much of anything and taken much of anything from anybody. Uh, There's been a few times I've had people help me, but, They don't support me. They've never supported me. And that's what some of these things are, the money for college. When they say these things are paid for, folks, they're saying we're paying for them. The money's coming from us, not anybody else. It's not some stash fund they had somewhere. It's taxpayer money. And they want to increase the taxes, and they want to increase the size of the IRS so they can keep tabs on everything you spend and make sure that you're giving them their fair share. They want to hire thousands of more uh, new people for the IRS, which is going to cost you know millions of dollars in salaries and benefits, so they can take more money from us, so they can turn around and give it to people. I don't think that's right. I think the American people are very giving people. And I think under the right situations, you know, people do contribute to people in need and there are organizations, but I have a problem with that. Now there's probably some ways that it could be built into insurance companies. Uh, to cover things like that. I don't know. But I think every American that's working, having to pay into a system so somebody can take this time off is a stretch. Because the more that you take away from each one of us who has to get out there and work for a living... And we want to do things for ourselves and our families. It means that we have that much less to do for ourselves. And there will be abuse. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be abuse. All right. I'm not going to the climate change thing because I'm I'm not going down there. Um, Climate change is... um, I'm not one of those that say that the climate's not changing. I'm not one that says that we don't need to develop alternate sources of energy. I'm not against electric cars. I'm not against windmills. Uh, you know, I think it's a little silly, uh, and, in, in, in some situations, um, and solar, you know, I talked about that, of uh, a week or so ago and how i feel about that and there's so many places in this country that solar is just not going to be that efficient uh it's not going to work and uh you're going to have to have backup and so forth and uh you know so climate change uh, climate has changed on our planet ever since its formation And a variety of things cause the different changes in the climate, the different weather uh, anomalies that we have. And do I believe that man has made an imprint on that and made a change? Yes, I do. And it has to because of the things that are being admitted into the atmosphere. But uh, just like what Obama did, you know, and his, I think is his first term when he gave all that money to Solyndra. My fear is Democrats are going to do the same thing. They're going to be handing out grants to startup companies that are going to develop this and develop that or produce this and produce that solar panels, you know, car batteries, all that stuff. And many of them, there won't be much restriction or oversight on them. And they're going to, take the money, and then run, just like Solyndra did. The government spending our money like that is not a a very wise endeavor because they don't do a good job of it. They don't care. It's not their money. They didn't earn it, but they sure as hell want to spend it. So I'm not going to talk about climate change. Um, just quickly, it says how they plan to pay for the items in that bill. Democrats have also included a tax plan to pay for the provisions in the bill. The corporate tax rate would rise from 21% to 26%. And the top income tax rate for Americans making over $400,000 would increase from 37 to 39.6%. Almost 40% of your pay. Almost half of what you freaking earn, the government thinks you should give it to them so they can turn around and spend it on all this shit that's in this bill. I'm real sensitive about that. I've never been rich in my life. I've I've had times that I've made more money than i've uh, in times that I've made very little money, but I earned that money, I worked hard for that money, I sacrificed things in order to make that money and say i i made I made over four hundred thousand. I deserve that money. I don't mind paying taxes for what's reasonable, but 40%, almost 40% of what you make, you're going to turn around and give it to the government when you worked all of your life. And maybe you've worked your way up to a point where you can make that kind of money. And all those years that you, you, you made shit, you know, you didn't, you barely scraped by, so when you get yourself in a position where you can make more money like that, why can't you, why can't you enjoy the fruits of your efforts and your life? Instead of turning around and giving it to people who have no respect for how that money was made. And not everybody that's making $400,000 a years was, was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. So I have a problem with that. I don't care how much money that rich people make, the millionaires. I don't care. If, if they did things in their life in order to, to earn that kind of money, especially people who started their own businesses, I don't hold anything against them. And they should be able to reap the benefits of whatever they did. Now, I have some problems with some of these corporate uh, CEOs and presidents and so forth. These officers, they get in these companies and they make, you know, millions and millions of dollars with benefit packages. And, you know, like uh, that guy from GE that uh, ran Home Depot for two or three years, about ran it into the ground. He's a ex-GE guy. I can't remember. His, uh, can't remember it now. But anyway, he made millions of dollars and he was inept, and he did things that that harmed the company. I have a problem with those people making millions and millions of dollars. But this tax thing is another issue. Democrats are also looking to beef up tax enforcement by the Internal Revenue Service as a vehicle for paying for the package. Well, if you're going to spend millions of dollars hiring new people and they'll get a salary, plus nice benefits if you're working for the government, plus you can't fire their ass, (laughs) then how much of that are you actually going to net The Joint Committee on Taxation estimates that the tax changes spearheaded by Democrats would rise more than oh, raise, I'm sorry, more than two trillion in revenue over 10 years, with roughly one trillion in tax increases from high-income Americans and nearly one trillion from corporate and international tax reforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these millionaires are going to start sending their money back overseas, hiding their money or spending it in ways that gives them tax loopholes to deal with. So all right, that's pretty much and and see that's that's not even the tip of the iceberg on this bill. So I'm going to try to find some of these other things that are contained in the bill and not just the, the you know what I hear from the pundits on on the TV shows, the news shows that I watch. Because I think it's important. I think if everybody understood what was in that 2,500-page bill, basically, I think a lot more people would be outraged about it. Absolutely. And again, it should be illegal. It should be criminal for them to be able to put so many things into a bill and then these people are expected to pass everything together and this is the people that we send to represent us it's criminal folks it's criminal they're stealing from us they're misusing our money they're living high on the hog in many cases and getting to do things in life that those of us who gave them that money will never get to do. And why do we do that? Why do we do that? All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to listen and to download this episode of Trish Talk Minipod. If you have, if you have not, well, then you're not hearing me talk about it anyway. But if you like what you heard tonight, please be sure and hit that follow button on whatever media you are listening to us on. Um, and if you were offended or want to comment on anything, or you disagree with anything that I said tonight, please feel free to send me an email at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. That's tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Well, if you send me an email, regardless of what you say, what your point is, I will definitely respond to you because i would love to uh have the opportunity to to uh, go toe-to-toe with some of you liberals that uh, think that the democrats are going in the right direction for this country it needs to be fundamentally changed um Please join me for another episode tomorrow night. Is Friday? I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow night. Maybe have two or three uh, Goldschlagers schlagers and uh, <laughs> throw some music on. I don't know, but um, if you, uh, I know Friday night is is there's some music shows on uh, PodBeam as well, so uh, you may be listening to those. But I'll not post. Till you know one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, so you can uh, check me out later on if you would like. So until the next episode, I want to. uh, I'm I'm looking. I'm looking down, trying to get the uh, song lined up. (laughs) Sorry about that. I don't want to play that. Schultz. That was Schultz polka by the way earlier by the western senators i have no idea who that is but uh that's who played that polka so anyway until next time pay attention to what's going on and stay safe everybody How do I feel at the end of the day? Are you because 'cause you're on your own? I tell you, you say no more. Oh,